kingdom of God. And some of you may be looking at that literally. That you can't see it <laughs> until you get to heaven. But oh, glory be to God, I'm going to try to open up somebody's mind here. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I come against the enemy that will try to put blinders up on the people. I come against the enemy that hearts and minds will be open to the engrafted word of God this morning, Father. The engrafted, the word of God, Father, that once it gets in and takes hold, God, we know that it changes. We know that it heals. We know that it delivers. We know that it does things, Father, that our mama did. Thank you. I believe you this morning, God, that there will be reception of your word, that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, however you call him, however you say his name, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, will be set free here this morning, that will go forth in the name of Jesus, that will touch folk, that will pierce folks' hearts this morning, Father, that their minds will be made free. By the word of God. Glory, glory, glory. So what we have here this morning, I'm going to read the passage a little bit, probably about 10, 11, 12 verses, and then I'm going to come back and reflect on it. There was a man of the Pharisees, and this is John chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, verily I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can I be made a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, verily I say to you, uh, unless one is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, people, that I said to you, you must be born again. Amen. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, <laughs> we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Yes. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to put you in the story today. I want to put your feet all in it. I want your feet to get so wet and soggy that you saturate this word of God. Today, you're going to play the parts of Nicodemus. And I'm going to play the part of Jesus, the teacher. So you all have come to me, and you, you're questioning. And, and, and here's the thing about it. I want you to understand who was actually approaching Jesus to have an interview. It was the Jewish Sanhedrin. This man, Nicodemus, was part of the council. He was a leader. He was a ruler. 
As you saw further on in the scriptures, he was a teacher. So we don't have an unlearned man, but we have a learned individual that says, I'm going to sneak out at night because those that I run with, I really don't want them to see that I find favor in this man. Those that I hang with. You see, sometimes we got to get away from that group, from that crowd, that's saying yay and nays and all this other stuff. And sometimes you got to find Jesus in your secret closet. Sometimes you got to find Jesus away from all of the distractions. Sometimes you got to find Jesus away from your children. Sometimes you got to find a word away from the church building. Sometimes it's just too much noise in our lives. And sometimes we gotta seek God while He may be fair. We gotta seek Him while we have blood in our body. We gotta seek Him, and, 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 and we're not just seeking Him just to say, Lord, I'm just convenient with you right now. But this man right here, Nicodemus, he had a purpose. He wanted to know and understand all he could about this man named Jesus. And he said, Jesus. I see you and I've heard about you and I've heard about your great events. And all that you do, I know that you're from God because you couldn't do it if you weren't. So there's a part of me that I'm wrestling with inside. And that part that I'm wrestling with is what we call sensory perception. Sensory perception are your five senses. Hear, see, smell, taste, and touch. What we do with these five senses is we actually bring our evidence together. And we examine it. And these sensories, they actually help us bring together a conclusion of whatever it is that we're looking at. So what has happened here is we have a learned man that's using his sensory perceptions to know who Jesus is. And that's what I'm trying to speak to you all today. It's not enough to know Jesus on going to Bible school. It ain't enough just to know Jesus studying your Bible. It ain't enough for you to know Jesus just based off of listening to the pastor. It ain't enough for you to know Jesus just because you, you, you wake up in the morning and you say, well, I pray mostly all day. I pray all the time, God. It ain't just enough. We have a learned man here. He knows the law. He's coming to the, the rabbi. He's coming to the master. He's coming to Jesus. And he's wanting to understand it. He said, I, I gotta know something. It just don't something don't set right with me, but I know what I'm doing. That ain't all right either, because it's something about you. And when we sing that song, it's something about the name of Jesus. It's something about the name of Jesus. Well, my nigga demons is today. I want you to know. Get your learning, get your knowledge in school, get your knowledge reading and studying your Bible. But you better believe it, baby. If you don't know that you can't serve God out of spirit and truth, Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to show you some scripture in Corinthians that should just really wake somebody up this morning. That the Bible talked about that He won't reveal certain things to you unless you have a spirit. You can't serve. The Bible talks about that there, there's no flesh can enter, no flesh can enter the kingdom. Why are you here on earth? He put us in his fleshly body because we've got to have something to get around. But you truly got to understand today. It's time for playing games. It's time out for walking up in front of people and sticking your chest out and telling them about your, 
you know, how many years you've been to college and, and you're a theologian and, and I, I've been to school and got my doctorate and I've been to school, I got my bachelor and I, I've been to school and, and I'm all this and I'm all that and God is sitting there saying that, you know what, you speak great with your lips but your heart is white from you. You dress up nice in a white suit and a white dress and your white heels but your heart is far from me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You study the word. You even not, you even pay your tithes. You give a tithe to the church. But your heart is far from me. Yeah. And it's time for us to understand this thing and get past this looking all pretty in church. And, and, and I love the worship this morning. Yeah. We gotta serve him in spirit and in truth. He says, not in Jerusalem, not on the mountaintop. But not in just new generation, not in, in Texas, not in Florida, but he said in spirit and truth. Yes. I'm going to reveal some things to some of you. You'll never get it by your secular learning. You can be the wisest, most prudent person on this earth. You study every, every book that they have out there that they say connects to the Bible. But I'm still not going to give it to you. He said, I, have I hidden the word? Have I hidden it from the wise and the prudent? And he's given it to his children. Yeah. Those that are bathed in Christ, those that have a desire, do you have a longing today? You see, that last song was just, just perfect. It's, it's how do you want to know who Jesus is? Or do you just come to church this morning just to look good? Or just to tell somebody that, well, I did go, I did my duty, I did go to church. God said, it's time out for just going to church. It's time out for some of you staying in the same situation that you've been in last year, last week, last month, last 10 years. He said, it's time out. And the only way you're coming out of these situations is not your secular learning. You can go to psychiatrists all day long. They'll give you the answers. Most of the time when you walk in, you have the answer. They just want you to come out your mouth. And, and they want to know that you know the answer. But if you want true healing, you want true deliverance in your life, it's going to come by spirit. It's going to come by the Holy Ghost. It's going to come by somebody that's going to guide you. Somebody that's going to teach you. Somebody that's going to lead you in all the right things. You won't find yourself in the wrong situation with the Holy Ghost. We find ourselves in the wrong situation with self. The devil don't need anything out here to truly lure us. Let me explain something to you. It's, the Bible says that it's by our desires. A desire something inside of you. That you crave, that you want, that he can entice you. He can't entice you if it ain't on the inside of you. So I'm, I'm imploring, I'm asking you. A lot of you can sit here today and look at yourself. That's why the Bible says examine you. Not your husband, not your wife. Not other folk in the church. He said examine you because it's what's inside of you that the enemy is using. You see, that's when Satan came to Eve in the garden in chapter 3. He came to her and he came to her in a means of a serpent. Mm -hmm. How many of you have ever really thought about it? The serpent wasn't Satan. The serpent was a tool used by Satan. He caused the serpent to actually speak like a human. Yet we doubt that God can cause a donkey to speak. Yet we doubt that God can cause the very rocks to speak out. But in the beginning of time. Satan used a serpent as a tool. The Bible tells me that the serpent was one of the most gracious, most beautiful species, creatures that God made of all the animals. And the serpent walked upright. Can you imagine? Thank God he put him on the ground. 
But what the devil did, I'm going to show you something. He said, well, you might put him on the ground, but I'm going to put that serpent in people. That's why the mouth, the tongue, is a deadly device, if not used correctly. Death and life is in the tongue. But one of the most gracious creatures that the Bible speaks of, he was beautiful. You remember I've been teaching on lust of flesh, lust of eyes. He had to come to Eve with something that was beautiful. And we don't often look at the serpent as being beautiful at that time. But the serpent, the Bible says the serpent was one of the most prettiest beasts of the creation that God made. It was that Satan used the serpent as a tool. Y'all just stay with me. Because it's real important that you understand that there are devices all around and about you. And until you get the Spirit of God inside you, you're going to fight and deal with stuff and you're going to be trying to figure out why is it I can't let that go? Why is it I can't let him go? Why is it I can't let her go? I know they ain't no good for me. And the enemy is just using them as a tool to keep you separated from God. The enemy is using them as a tool to keep you always off kilter. The enemy is using that situation, that person, whether it's your bills, whether it's your finances, whether it's somebody on your job. Oh, Lord, here we go. Whether it's somebody sitting right next to you in church. The devil don't care who he uses. He just want a tool. He wants a vessel to work through. He wants somebody that can't say, you know what, I'm going to take up my cross and I'm going to deny myself because it's me that's standing in the way. It's not the enemy all the time. It's me. Take some responsibility. It's me that stands in the way that I don't like this. I don't like that. I want to have my way. We're some of the most spoiled Christians there are. We don't have a meal and we're ready to come, ready to Curse God and die. Just God, why do you feed me today? Why do you do this? And he said, I get it right the place. Get up off your lazy and, and go get it. There's so many things in our life that we tend to allow to control us. The only way that you're going to take control is by allowing the Holy Spirit. You must walk, you must walk in spirit and truth. You gotta stop walking in your flesh. You gotta stop walking in your intellectual ability. You gotta stop walking in what you think you know because it's not about what you know. You see, this leader right here, Nicodemus, came to Jesus and he wanted to know. He said, I concluded, I looked at all the evidence. And you gotta be from God because of just how I see all the miracles and everything. But Jesus tells him, and I'm gonna get here in the scripture here, he tells him, he says, Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't just look at what you see and hear at these great events to, to figure out who God is. That's, that's, that's just part of it. And that's what we do a lot, Nicodemus. We do a lot of, see, we want to see a miracle. We want to see somebody lay hands on somebody to be delivered. We want to see our own situation. Well, God, I'm innocent. If you don't get me out of this, you, I don't know if you're really God. This is what we do. God, I need you. I'm asking. You said I can ask anything because I'm a toddler. You said I can ask anything because I'm a giver. You said I can ask anything because I'm living right. You said I can ask anything. And God's sitting there saying, my, my, my. You don't even realize they are nothing but secondary blessings. He said, I've, met, I've, I've set things up so limitless. You can get asked for whatever you want. But you got to figure out how to get there. When you go to Germany, you can't take your dollar bill. And use it like it's really worth a dollar. You gotta exchange it for Dutch marks. One dollar might be two marks. 
So whatever it is you buy, and you change in that for this. Well, that's the problem. We're not understanding we've got to change in this flesh for the Spirit of God. You've got to invite the Spirit of God on the inside of you. And then you're going to see some things change in your life. You're going to see some things you ain't never seen before. When I tell you all, I'm up here sometime, I'm at home, and I'm wherever, and God just showed me things, and I'm just marveling. I'm just, well, in this passage, he tells Nicodemus, don't marvel. Sure as the wind blows, Nicodemus, and you don't know where it's coming from. You have no idea when you go outside, it's blowing. You can say, what's coming from the east? But you can't pinpoint because it's smacking you every which way. Sure as the wind blows. You need the Spirit of God in your life. You can't keep going on without the Spirit of God in your life. And I mean not just, just saying, oh yeah, I go to church, but I mean a Spirit that's going to reveal to you some mysteries, some good things in your life. That job that's for you, that man or woman that's for you, that church that's for you. You see, the, the one thing about God is, is, you see, he's powerful and, and he sits high, but he's sitting there saying, my children, if they would ever just figure out I prepared a table for them. And all they got to do is receive it. A lot of them got the table all around them and spread out. Thanksgiving. Some of y'all can relate to that. Turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, stuffing. It's all laid there, but you keep walking by the table like, I can't have this. I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that can't be for me because I'm not good enough. See, that's one of the things the enemy will do to you. He'll make you feel like because you are dealing with whatever it is, you're not good enough. But I'm going to tell you about somebody that his name is Jesus. That when he went to the cross, when he went to the cross and gave his life for you and I, oh, glory, don't you tell me about you uh, filthy rags and all this. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You don't see my children running around, especially growing up, looking raggedy and I'm looking all good. They're an extension of me. That's how it is with God. He's the high priest. Jesus is the high priest. Oh, glory be to God. And he said, look at here, when I adopted you, when I adopted you into the family, you have everything. All the problem is you don't know how to get it. See, some of you are waiting for the wheel to be ready. This is what happened in the second world. Folks be waiting for a wheel to be ready so they can get some money. Oh, mama, daddy died. Uncle died. I wonder what I'm going to get. See, some of you waiting for the wheel to be red, it's already been red. <laughs> when he went to the cross, <laughs> when he went to the cross, baby, so y'all somebody need to get excited. When he went to the cross, when he went to the cross, and every bit of blood that was shed, he said, it's yours. It's yours. He said, whatever you ask in my name, you he said, you would receive. Whatever. You don't want to put limits on the whatever. Well, I can't ask for that. The devil is a lie. Whatever. You ask in my name and you believe. He said you shall receive in the book of Matthew. Whatever. Some of y'all need to get some whatever's in your life. When you're looking at that issue. Whatever. Look at the issue. Stand up and talk. Whatever. Instead, y'all let the issue just. Y'all just play with it. Well, I don't know, maybe God might do a doubt in Thomas's glory. Be the God. One minute you say God can, next minute you say, I don't know if he will. The Bible says that's unstable. Unstable in the sight of God. 
Televised. It's unstable. You can't think today, yes, he will, and then tomorrow, next week, whatever. No, he won't. If he said he would do it, he would do it. Dr. Mark Anderson used to say it. Put it on record. If he don't take the sickness from you, he'll take you from the sickness. Well, see, we don't want to die. We want to stay here. We want to run around and party and do everything else, drive nice cars and put nice clothes on. But Paul said at best, he said, to die is a game. But we don't want to die. So that makes me believe a lot of us don't want to game. He said to live is Christ. So are you living and, and folks seeing Christ in you? Have you put Christ as your prize? You see, when you put something as a prize, you'll do anything for it. When you put something as your goal, when you put something up here, and what I'm finding is a lot of us don't have Jesus here. We have him here on the shelf. And we're looking here for everything we want, but Jesus is down here. So we pick Jesus up when we're ready. Yeah. We pick Jesus up when everything up here don't work. Then we come down and say, oh, Jesus, I really need you. You have to put him up here in front of your marriage, on top of your church, on top of your job, on top of your relationship, on top of your children, on top of your automobile, on top. You must be able to say, God, if it's your will. And then this is what we do. We stop with if it's your will. See, you can know God's will by opening up the word of God. Yeah. You can know God's will by that spirit that's on the inside. You don't have to always tell folks, well, if it be thy will, I'll be there. The devil is alive. You already know you're coming. Yeah. <laughs> if it be the Lord's will, I'm going to show up live. It is the will of the Lord that you be in the house of God. It is the will of the Lord that your life is, is valuable. It is the will of the Lord that you have a burning life. Oh, if it be the will of the Lord, don't stop that life. You can find the will of God right here in the Word of God because the Bible was put here for you as a roadmap to walk along this earth. Yeah. It was not put here to teach you how to live in heaven. All you're going to do when you get to heaven is glorify God. Don't you be thinking about nothing else. You ain't running around, dapping up, mama talk about high five, glad to see you get involved. No, 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 because y'all will get caught up in people. That's why I said spirit and truth. This flesh ain't going to be there. What a mighty God we serve. Yes. Let me try to get in there before my time gets away from me. God. Let me read a little bit more for you. I want you to see this and just listen to this. Just, just, ah. So he asked him, how can a man in the fourth verse, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, most surely I say to you, unless one is born of water, the spirit cannot enter the kingdom of God. So he's still perplexed. He's still trying to figure this thing out. He's still trying to figure out. All right, look here. You, Nicodemus, you are the Nicodemus. You're all trying to figure out. All right, I've discovered. I've seen. I've entered. I've heard everything. And I'm still trying to figure out how can I be born again? That which is born of the flesh is flesh, born of the spirit of spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you a teacher of Israel? You're a very smart and wise man. You should know these things. Most assuredly, whew, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, who is in Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness and so much. Must the Son of Man be lifted up? And whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. If 
do you believe in Jesus today? He says you're going to have eternal life. Amen. You gotta believe in it. You can't just think that he exists, but you gotta believe. And when you believe something, can't nobody turn you around. Can't nobody change you. I don't care what comes. Hell or, or high water. Can't nothing change the fact that you believe something. When you believe something, when you get something in this little old mind of ours, it's hard. Once you believe it, it's hard for anybody to change. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that was to whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Turn to 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. I was trying to get out of there quick so I could get y'all over here to correct this. 1 Corinthians. Glory! Somebody shout, is this the best day of my life? This is the best day of my life. Woo! Glory be to God. I truly believe it. I will say it just to say it. I truly believe it. I truly believe it. Glory! Yeah, what are you just trying to hide from me? Tell a little lie. Here we go. <laughs> trying to hide from you, boy. First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. So this is why you need to have the Spirit inside of you. This is what's important about having the Spirit inside of you. It's going to talk about the eye have not seen in the ears, but let's get to it. I'm, I'm going to start at... Um, first verse. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. <laughs> you see, Paul said, I didn't come to you showing you my secular learning. Paul, some folks don't realize it, before he became, when he was Saul, Saul as a child, about 10, 11 years old, knew more of the law than grown folks. He had it so in him that God had to stop him on the road to Damascus and blind him before he could change him. Sometimes you can have so much stuff inside of you, so much secular learning inside of you, until God can't get through unless something really major happens to just shut you down, to shut all your faculties down, to shut your sensory perceptions down. He took his sight. For I determined not to know anything amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human glory. Thank you, Jesus. Wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and the, of power. That your faith should not be in wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith should not be in the wisdom of folk talking to you, but in the power that's being exemplified in front of you. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age, listen, knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, <clears throat> I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Listen, how is it being revealed to you? Not through secular learning, through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, and look here, if your Bible's like mine, it says, for the Spirit searches all things, comma, yes. And you know why that yes is there? Because talking to the Nicodemus is, when I tell you that the Spirit searches all things, you're like, you sure? Yes, I'm sure! <laughs> and it says, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him, 
even so no one the things of God except the Spirit of God. Somebody looking at that, you're like, what does that really mean? For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of a man? If you never open up your mouth, I don't care how close somebody is to you, your husband, your wife, your cousin, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your children, if you never open up your mouth, they'll never know what's inside of you. Amen. It's when this thing here opens up how people decide what's really going on inside of you. So that's the same way with the Spirit of God. If you never allow the Spirit of God inside you, how will you ever know any of His revelation? Somebody let that just sink in. You want to know God, you go to Bible school, you want to know the God, you study, you want to know God, you pray. But he's saying, if you truly want to know the things that I have revealed for you, the same way that if you don't open up your mouth, nobody will know you. If you don't accept me in your life, you will not know me. Is that black and white? It is not just enough to be, I, I've just been taught, I've been to school for 25 years. Okay, and... <laughs> Do you know Jesus? Yes. Is he on the inside? Yes. Have you given your life to him? Because he said, I got some stuff for you that folk that's been to school all their life, they'll never get it until they accept me in their life. Folk that's been around praying and they've been with T.D. Jakes and everybody else. But they'll never get it. They think because they sit up under the prophet and, and they listen and they write and take notes that they got it. But God said, I got something big and better. It's deeper. I got something deeper than you taking notes. I got something deeper than you taking notes. It's called the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost comes in, he said, I'm going to give you a revelation that no man can give you. See, the Holy Ghost going to help you in your house with your children. The Holy Ghost going to help you in your house with your husband or wife. The Holy Ghost going to help you in your job. Only you know that that manager just despises you. They despise you for no reason. You ain't did nothing to nobody, but they just look at you and hate you. Yes. 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 The God is on the inside of you. Yes. And the Holy Ghost will yes, just shut them down. They can't figure out why they're doing things for you. The Bible tells me about the wealth of the sinners laid up for who? Justice. The wealth of the sinners laid up for who? Justice. Come on, just folk. If you just today, you need to have an expectation that that wealth is laid up for me. Start having an expectation. Stop just walking around saying, well, I just I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to get. The devil is a lie. When you know the gospel, and that's the problem, as long as the Bible's been around, we will pick up every other book. Tyler Perry can put a book out. We'll pick up every other book. Oh, I read this every night to go to sleep. Why don't you read the Word of God? We'll pick up every other book. We'll learn how to work on cars. We'll pick up every book. We'll learn how to sew. Well, I don't know if y'all young ladies sew too much anymore. Y'all just take it to the alteration lady. <laughs> but we'll pick a book up to learn how to play the piano. We'll pick a book up, glory, to even how to do our hair, to do our nails. I'm going to save some money. I think I'm going to do it this time myself. Hallelujah. We'll pick a book up to do everything else but the Word of God, where the, the, the mysteries, the, the revelation of your life. Don't you want to live a better life outside of stuff? Yes. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things should be added unto you. Don't you want to live a better life outside of stuff? Because stuff has run some of you too far as it is. Stuff got you all messed up. Stuff got you working seven days a week. Stuff got you working overtime when you need to be sitting down reading your word of God. Stuff! 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's Christmas coming. If some of y'all sitting here, y'all y'all guilty. I told him that's what I wanted, and it better be in here. Stop! So stuff is regulating your marriage. Stuff is regulating your mind. Not the spirit of God. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You see, when you put Jesus here, when you put the kingdom up here, that this is my goal, this is my aim. This is where it is. Nothing else. It doesn't matter if you don't receive this, you'll never, you'll never feel like God's not there. It's we feel that God's not there when He's here and the stuff is here. So we can't attain the stuff. So we market it. Well, that's one I'll kill this God. You didn't do that for me. Oh, people do that. Uh, that's another one. You didn't do that for me. Something happened to my grandbaby. You didn't do that for me. Something happened to my child. You didn't. Something, something happened to me. You didn't do that for me. See, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of all your junk you're going to deal with, you better know who God is. Yes, in the middle of the night, when that, that Tylenol don't work in the middle of the night, when that hydrocodone don't work in the middle of the night, when that morphine don't work in the middle of the night, when that bare aspirin don't work, you better know who Jesus is. You see, I had an encounter within the week. And I had to know who Jesus was. I had a, a severe pain that I couldn't stop. The medicine wouldn't stop it. In the emergency room twice. Within 24 hours. Y'all got to do something. Something ain't right. And I began to pray. I began to talk to Jesus. I began to say, let me tell you something. Somebody need to hear this one. The pain didn't go away. But I still gave God the glory. And I, I said, you know what? I get it. I get it. But this is my time. Folks, stop giving God the glory only if it passes. My mother used to say, Dr. Anderson, this too shall pass. And I found myself saying, glory be to God. I found myself saying, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And I kept saying, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. You see why I kept saying it? Because I wanted to embrace it. I didn't just want to say it. And I wanted to become part of it. I couldn't see the end. But let me tell you what I couldn't see. I could see Jesus. I couldn't see the end of this pain, but I could see Jesus. See, you're not going to always see the end of your situation, but you will see Jesus. If you set Jesus here, I don't care what you're going through, you'll always see him. But we tend to look at the situation, and I'm sitting here, and I, two plus two make four, but I only have three. God, I, and he's saying, oh, you have little faith. Put your trust in me. Put your sight on me. Stop looking at your situation. Stop. you got to serve me in spirit and truth. You can't serve in your secular learning. By secular learning, it tells you that, yes, if your bank account says you have $5 in it and your bill is $6, that check's going too fast. But when I get into the spirit of God, my God said that I am more than a conqueror. I am the redeemed. I am justified. And when I get into the spirit of God, he tells me, he says that I will supply you of all of your needs. So you need to begin to question, is this a need? Because you told me you'd do it and you said I could try you. You said I could try you. You said I could try you, God. It is it's not a problem to say, God, this is what your word. He said, remind me of what my word says. Because when you reminded me, you reminded yourself. Your word says, Father, yet have you seen the righteous forsaken or begging bread? So I know I don't have to worry about begging bread. 
You see, I live my life, and I don't live it in a cocky way, but I live it in a way that I know God is my Savior, and I know He's here. So I don't have an expectation every day to live here. I don't have an expectation to live down here. I don't have one at all. I don't care what I go through. I don't care what I deal with. I don't care what kind of bill coming out. I have an expectation that he told me I'm going to be the head and not the tail. I have an expectation that he said I'm going to be above and not the deep. I have an expectation. Who do you have an expectation today? Stop just coming to church and just thinking, well, I just came just to give him some praise. No, you come with an expectation. Yes. Pastor Mike. You, some of y'all need to walk in sometime. Pastor Mike, I came to get mine today. I came to get mine today. Jesus is mine. Everywhere I go, everywhere I meet, Jesus is mine. You see, some of y'all need to get personal about it. Is he yours? Or are you sharing it with everybody? No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Everybody got their own Jesus. And I'll tell you right up front. You get yours. I got mine. I help you get yours. But I got mine. And I love them. And I keep them right here. Because I know I can call on them anytime. Yes. I can call on them anywhere. Hallelujah. I can call on them no matter what time it is. I can call on them in an emergency room. Yes. I can call on them when, when it looks like the bills ain't working. I can call on them before the bills. I can call on them. Yes. Some of y'all put more trust in how to call on and, and all kinds of time and all stuff that you do in God. If I can just get to the ER, get the pill, if I can just get to the pharmacy, oh, I don't want to be okay. Amen. Praise God. That's, that's how it's got to be. See, the Bible talks about confess your sins. That's right. That's right. And he'll do it. We're just too pious nowadays. We don't want anybody to think that we, we do stuff like that. We don't go through. We just got to make people think that we just all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So if your eyes have not seen, and your ears not have not heard, and it hasn't entered into the heart of man, the things which have been prepared, and it's, listen, prepare for those who love him. Do you love him today? Yes, God. Do you love him today? Yes, If you love him today, if you love Jesus today, and I don't have to say this twice, Somebody just shout out, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Yes, hallelujah. And I appreciate it, but some of y'all said I love you to the man or woman that you fell in love with a lot louder than that. <laughs> Especially when they were walking off like, I don't know if this is meant to be. I love you, baby! <laughs> you ain't right. <laughs> you ain't right. Let somebody leave you and you really don't want them to leave. You don't care who looking at you. You don't care if you're outside. You don't care where you are. You just go crazy. I love you. I love you. Lord, have mercy. And we say, see how Jesus you love. I love you, Jesus. Go to John chapter 831. And we're going to bring it in here. Okay. I love letting y'all do it at decent time because I don't need y'all sitting there going to sleep on me. <laughs> John 8 31. Glory be to God. Boy, I'm excited about what Jesus is. See, it's something about the truth. 
When you abide in his word, and his word in you, listen to that. When you abide in his word, when you know Jesus the man, and you know Jesus the word, it says in the beginning was God. The word was with him, and the word was God. In the 14th verse, it says how that the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. So Jesus is right amongst us. He came here to this earth so that we could have life and have life, have it more abundantly. But listen to this 31. That Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, it's something about you have to believe him. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. And listen, stop telling people the truth will set you free. The truth will make you free. Yes. Why will the truth make you free? Because the truth, when you know the truth, it's something about knowing. You've done your examination. You've done your, your conclusion on, on whatever it is. And you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yes. <laughs> you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Don't lose. Don't get lost here. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Whatever it is. It's not a question. It's not a maybe. It's not impossible. You see, in cards, if you have a play space, you, you, you look at your hand, and you say, how many books you have? And you say, two and a pot. You don't have to do that with Jesus. Amen. Ain't no two and a pot. It's whatever it is he said. It ain't no question where we might get this or we might not. No, it is whatever he says it is. Whatever God says it is in your life. Because you're going to start walking in the Spirit, by the Spirit. Yeah. You're going to say, Father, today, if you ain't did it before now, you're going to say, God, please come into my life. Yeah. Because I want you to reveal to me all the things that I have not seen, that I have not heard. You, Nicodemus just said it. Hold on for a second. I don't want to, I don't want to cause people to miss what I'm saying. Hold on, everybody just be still. This is how the enemy can come in sometimes and distract you. I want everybody's attention right here. Glory be to God. Somebody here needs today need to let it go. Somebody here today need to understand that the way you've been living has just been okay. But God said, I want you to have abundant life. And the only way you're going to get that abundant life is that you got to let the Spirit come in so that He can reveal to you. All that wonderful things in glory and here on earth. You see, the Bible says we can have heaven here on earth. Yes. The Bible says that it's, his, that it's his desire that we have heaven here on earth. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, some folks teach it a little different. But I'm telling you, he said, if you know the keys, if you sit here and you try to find perfect peace, he said, take the key and open up heaven's door. He said, if you keep your mind stayed on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. But we don't know the keys to turn. We call it on Tylenol. We call it on CVS. He said, he that keeps his mind stayed on me, I'll keep him in perfect peace. He said, if you will submit to me and resist the devil, he will flee. Some of us, you're having saving in situations and things in your life and you're trying to figure out why he won't go. It's because you're not submitting to God first. you got to submit first and then it says resist. Submit, resist, he flee. Submit, resist, he flee. Some of us are resisting, trying to figure out why he won't flee. Because the devil's looking at you saying, what power do you have? Who are you? 
You think I should put a suit on? You think because you're studying your Bible? What are you supposed to be? Trying to figure out why you can't get him out the house? Who are you supposed to be? But when you submit to the Holy Spirit, yeah. I show up with my posse. Yeah. God the Father, yeah. God the Son, yeah. and God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when we show up, the enemy began to tremble at the name of Jesus. I don't have to say, Pastor Mike said, would you do this and that? In the name of Jesus. And the process starts. The trembling is there. I fuck at the devil. What? Come on, I got my voice when we work. I fuck at the devil. Come on. Bring your best thoughts. I got my posse right here with me. I'd rather die. No matter what I go through. I'm on my deathbed. I'd rather die right there with me. I'm in the courtroom. My ride or die right there with me. Yeah. My wife wanna leave me. My ride or die right yeah. there with me. My car won't work. My ride or die yeah. right there with me. Stop! You're not using God for who you wanna be in your life. He says, I have limitless things for you. Just accept my spirit inside of you. Open up your mouth. And ask me to come in and reside and watch what I'll do for you. Okay. Some of you have been fighting your problems long enough by yourself. It ain't working. It ain't working. Doing the same thing expecting a change. They say it's insanity. Come on, then. You're doing the same thing saying, I just don't understand why this, this won't work. It's insanity. That's what they call it. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's waiting. And he wants all of us, not just you. I preach this word to myself first. Amen. You don't know, I get so happy when I study and, and receive the word of God and he gives me those revelations and I'm just like, come on, God, I tell anybody, I'm like, man, God is a man too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I engage with him, yeah. he impressed me. Because yeah. he's here. Yes. Every time I engage with him, there's not one time I get, he and I hooked up. And I'm just like, ah, you know how sometimes you go on a date just like, I ain't going out with him no more. <laughs> Not one date we've been on that I say, ah, we don't do that no more. Uh-uh. Every day it's like, ah, I can't wait till I get back to you. Yes. I yes. can't wait till I get back to you in your Bible study. I can't wait till I get back to you in the Bible. I can't wait till I get back to you. And here we go. And some of the charitable things that you do. See, some of you want to know how to. See, your life should be worship. Yeah, yeah. Your life should be worship. In charitable things that you do. It's nothing for me to walk up and this is not any, to, any accolades or anything, but it's nothing for me to leave the drive through and give a 10 or 15 or 20 dollar tip and, and they look at me like, right. you show up? I'm sure. Take it. Go on. Don't you know how to receive a blessing? It's nothing like for me to just give folk. And we were out there for uh, our Thanksgiving meal for the, the business and, and the lady looked and I asked her, I said, how much of a tip would you like? And she was only due maybe about 18 dollars. So the guys around me was looking at it, and she was just like, I don't know whatever you want. They said, you better tell them. <laughs> how much tip would you like? Tell me, what's it like? And I think one of them, she said something like, oh, well, $30. I gave her a $100 bill, and she looked, and she was about ready to pass out. You see, that's a life of worship. Yeah. It ain't just about you. Yeah. Bless somebody else. Yeah. 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 Folks in the church sometimes can be the most stingiest, the most, oh, don't want to do nothing unless you get blessed. Come on. 
don't do nothing about it. People, you're blessed out of your giving. God says, I love a cheerful giver. Amen. It's something about a giver. Yeah. See, a giver, you give it from your heart. And worship comes from inside. Worship is not just from the outside. It's from the inside. Once the Spirit of God comes inside, you see, you'll never take a cup. You'll never take a cup and clean it the right way by cleaning the outside first. You got to clean it on the inside. Clean on the inside first. Some of y'all have been trying to put this stuff on, trying to clean yourself up, trying to figure out why your situation is the same way. God wants us to be productive, not unproductive. He wants us to get rid of those unproductive habits. He wants us to get rid of those unproductive things in our life. Start looking around and start being intentional. Start being deliberate about the things that you do. Start waking up in the morning. No, before you wake up at night. Start writing down on what is it I need to do tomorrow to help build the kingdom of God. What is it I need to do to help folk around me? What is it I need to do to help my church? What is it I need to do to help myself? And watch how your life is going to change. Because you're being deliberate. You're not just going by the seat of your pants like, well, I don't know, whatever we do today, we're just going to do. Well, whatever I fall into, I'm going to fall. Folk that are successful, one thing that I'll tell you, they were deliberate. Be deliberate about your present and your future. Be deliberate about your present and your future. Stop being intentional. This is what I meant to do. Whether people feel like it's the right decision or not, after you've spoken to God and you got the Spirit of God on the inside, do what God tells you to do. Do what God tells you to do. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hello, this is Pastor Mike. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope and pray that the Word of God truly enriches your life. In Jesus' name, amen.